Welcome to Lexi's Lounge, your home for all things mind, body, business, and marketing. Today, I'm chatting with Christina Sims, who's a personal brand strategist and marketing consultant who's generated over $15 million in sales for her clients. We're chatting about the importance of being a trailblazer and how cancel culture may be holding you back. So let's get started. Chris, welcome to Lexi's Lounge. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm super excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Um, when I knew I was starting a podcast, I was like, I have to have Chris on here just because every single time we talk, you drop these amazing one-liners and <laughs> I fully expect whoever is listening to have a plethora of one-liners from you after this. Tagline Tina at your service. <laughs> there she is. So this is Chris. She is one of my clients actually, but I would call her a friend more than anything. And she is a personal branding specialist. And one thing I really want my audience to grasp right here in the beginning is what is personal branding and why is it important? So personal branding, in my opinion, really it's the essence of you put on the stage. It's out there. It's what makes you special, your secret sauce, really. And why that's just so important is because there's so many people out there that are working in the same space. I mean, likewise, like you said, you know, you and I are both fellow personal branding queens, but we each bring something different and special to the table. And that's what I think makes it so amazing because there's how many billions of people on the world here, you know, and we're all looking for someone that's relatable. So your personal brand is what makes you memorable. It's what makes you definitely relatable. And it's just what makes you, you and unique, you know? And so that's why I think it's really important with that because it helps you stand out with all the fodder that's all online right now. That's so true. There's, there's so many people who I've noticed recently are kind of regurgitating the same information. Like you need to be authentic. You need to be yourself. You need to be da da da. But it's like we hear this all the time and it's just these talking points, but what does that actually look like? Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's almost authentic's becoming a buzzword now. And which I think really in our space becomes really irritating because people really use it for the purpose of marketing versus their own brand, putting their own stamp, you know, and mark on things. And for me, Authentic is just being really true to yourself. So at the end of the day, if you have to paint on, you know, this makeup on your business in a sense, you're not being real. You know, for me, I like to be raw. I'm going to tell you the ups and downs, the filters, you know, some days lashes are on most times not, you know, so that's what's true to me. That's what I'm comfortable with. You know, it, it, it's what's home. That's home base in my safe place. Yeah. I think it's really important to note that you can use your story, whatever it is, whatever you've learned from hard experiences, hard times, you can channel that into your business or into your life. There's actually a limiting belief that I just got over. I've been vocal about how I was a mean girl in high school. And I now realize that I was a mean girl because my parents were not always nice to me. So then I was channeling that rage because I couldn't put it back towards them, you know, as a child who lives at home. So I would put it out onto other people. And I mean, no shame for my parents or anything because they did the best they could at the time with the knowledge they had. But now that I know I was like that, I'm like, oh my gosh. So there was a lot of 
self-accountability that had to come into play once I really realized and was self-aware of how I treated people. And I had to go apologize to a lot of people. Not I had to, I wanted to apologize to those people because I hurt them and I don't like hurting people. That's not in my nature. But I now realize that there was a part of me who was like, I cannot move past and take on this nice girl, helpful demeanor because I'm like, these people in the past have thought that I was mean. So I was kind of keeping my, myself stuck in what these people's perceptions may have been. When in reality, you could literally be a different person than you were yesterday. You can wake up today and be like, listen, I'm going to consciously make an effort today, tomorrow, the next day for the rest of my life to be extremely nice, be extremely giving, be whatever, be whatever you want to be. And I had to really realize that the person, the perceived perceptions that people had of me in the past are not, they're not who I am right now. That's who I was yesterday. That's who I was years ago. And I think once I realized that, then I really could start channeling who I am today authentically like down to the core based off what I've learned into my business. And that story I just told had literally nothing to do with my business business, except for the fact that I show up as that person that I am today, a hundred percent. And I have to put those blinders up and I'm really in my heart know that I'm not that same person. And if other people want to keep me in that box, they can, but I'm not going to be there. So I think that's a huge part of actually showing up and being authentic is taking the things you've learned like my story, for example, and then channeling it into your business, into your life, into your daily interactions, into your relationships. I agree. You know, I, you know, you and I have had conversations remotely. I was on the opposite side of that. You know, I grew up in a rural town. I always said I was the only ink drop in, on the white sheet of paper, you know, and that was hard for me growing up because I, I was bullied every day. You know, I remember those days just not wanting to get out of bed, not wanting to go to school and knowing when I was in there, I would push 10 times harder just to feel like I belonged because I knew visually I didn't fit in at all, you know, and I really was trying to find my footing channeling and I, it led me to a lot of dark places in life, you know, just kind of wandering around, getting really involved with probably people I shouldn't have that would just take from me, you know, and likewise me not even showing all of who I was, because again, I was fearful of that rejection, you know, and I think a lot of times what people don't realize is those experiences, if we don't own them and learn how to overcome them and really how to utilize them to our strengths, it can consume you. And that's, I had that, you know, and so, and it can project in your business. And I didn't realize it was, you know, in my career it was spilling into my relationships. It was spilling into motherhood. I'm almost two years, you know, two years into this. And I was just like, whoa, <laughs> you know, I, I got to put a break on here, you know, and it's hard a lot of times facing that, having that come to Jesus moment, look at yourself in the mirror and realizing you are not those experiences. They don't define you. But if you don't take the driver's seat, you're going to be riding versus driving. And that was my biggest, I would say, obstacle was I was letting all of that pain drive me in a direction opposite than where I wanted to go. So now I use those stories strategically, you know, in my personal brand to channel in how those feelings were, what I felt then. And it's like, you know, so for me, I'm the welcome mat queen. I use, I'll have a big seat there and you're usually probably get fed at the table too, because I like to cook, you know? So 
for me, exuding that in my personal brand is important because I want someone to always feel like there is a safe place, safe place, bleep, 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 for them, you know, here at my table. Cause I know what it's like been opposite side, you know, and I just, I commend you because again, that is so hard to be like, oh my gosh, I caused that. And you're exactly right. Even if, you know, you didn't decide, you know, you were going to go back and try and hunt, you know, hunt those people down. It still doesn't define, that doesn't define who you are. You're no, you're a new person each and every day. It's a new start. And it's, it's a new finish line we're working toward at the end of the day. So, you know, I commend you for that. And again, it's one of the major reasons why I connected with you because I can tell you decided 10 years ago, I would have ran like the Hills, <laughs> you know, but you could see that integrity that came from you. I appreciate that. It it was definitely really hard, but it was also such a learning experience, you know, and I think there's a level of awareness that we need to have just in our daily lives. Like I've said this over and over again, but a statistic that blew my mind is that we live 95% of our lives on autopilot and if we don't heal what hurt us, we're going to put it onto other people. We're going to start hurting other people. And once I really fully grasped that, I was like, what did I do? Obviously, I try to live my life without regrets. And because of those experiences, I learned a lot and I'm more self-aware now than I think I've ever been in my life. Like, I'm not saying I'm perfect at all because I'm sh- like, sometimes I, sh- I say shit and I'm like, huh, why did I say that? You know, does that sound weird? <laughs> but overall, for the most part, I think it's really important to try to be consciously aware every single day. Like there are certain things that we're never going to sit there and, you know, be consciously aware of like, should I get up, put clothes on today? Or like, should I eat or drink water? it's kind of cold. Should I put a jacket on or should I go outside naked? Like we don't think about that stuff. It's just like habitual. It's autopilot. So I think with that, we can really tie that into business and life in general is just being aware of what we're doing, how we're operating, what kind of things like trigger us, where our limiting beliefs are. That's a huge thing, especially in the industry that you and I are in is when you, I mean, okay, I'm going to say entrepreneurship in general is when you are on that cusp of something great happening, growth happening, there's a huge level of discomfort that comes when you're like about to break through the glass ceiling. It's like your ego and your body tries to keep you safe by doing what's familiar and what's normal and what's habitual. And the only way you're going to get through that is if you're consciously aware that that's what's going on. If not, you're going to be paralyzed and crippled by fear and never move forward. So I think something that you've talked about a lot on social media that I really, really want our listeners to hear is about being a trailblazer instead of a trend chaser. Can you go over what that means? Absolutely. You know, I think Denzel Washington said it best. He said, ease is the greatest threat to progression, you know, because it's safe. It's comfortable. It's in that little bubble. You know, like my son, he's going to be two on Monday. And obviously when he's afraid, he runs to mama because he knows me as safety, you know, but when that transcends into entrepreneurship, you can't do that. You know, it's almost like the chameleon 
crisis where you're trying to fit in because you see that's what's working online. You want to then regurgitate that. And, you know, for me, you know me, I'm a reels queen. I love the power of reels. I love it can show your personality. I love it gives you a different side of things. And it's one of the greatest ways to get in front of more audience without having to really drop the jing zhi, as I say, on, you know, paid, paid traffic right now. But the problem I see right now is that everyone is following the copy and paste. We've moved now into the repetitive era versus creation. And, you know, and so it's killing creativity right now because they're thinking they got to jump on these trends to get in front of an algorithm. And, you know, for those who are really not tech friendly, it's just really the big, I could say, the Oz of Instagram and who, how he picks who shows you to who and where. And when you think about it, when you click, cause you're looking for a trending audio, you're like, yep, that's my tune. That's my jam. I want to do this. You look at the very first reel and that's the original creator. So they're getting these millions of original views because it was their idea. So when you're jumping on the trend, you're now just taking a piece of them and taking away a piece of you. And to me, I think that's just the biggest travesty I see online because sure, we're, for me, it's one of those I'd much rather not be valuable than viral. That's just, that's where it's, where it's going to be, you know? So if I had 300 views versus 3 million, that's 300 people I knew, knew who I was, liked what I had to say, and they stood behind what I stand for. And that is priceless. That's what's going to really cash money in the bank. But don't feel you have to keep imprinting someone else's brand to stand out. It, 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 you're, you're killing the essence of who you are. It's killing, it's really the death of personal branding in my opinion. Yeah, I think a lot of people, they, I don't know if it's, they don't realize that they're just kind of trend chasing or if they're too afraid to be that trailblazer because it is really scary when you are doing something that you've never seen before for the first time. There's a lot of, oh my God, what if people hate it? Or what if somebody trolls in my comments? What if, you know, my family and friends, like what if they talk shit about me? Like what if, what if, what if? And I talk about the what ifs a lot because I've been there. You know, I know exactly what the what ifs are because I've thought of those myself. But at the end of the day, every industry authority starts in uncharted territory. And when you are being a trailblazer, there is a lot of emotions and feelings that are going to come up. But that's one area I would highly recommend intentionally putting blinders up and listening to your gut, being very in tune with your intuition and what you feel is right or what you feel is going to be game changing and really leaning into that discomfort and just freaking doing it. Because if you sit there and just wait and wait and wait, you're never going to do it. You're going to talk yourself out of it. Again, when you're on that cusp of doing something great, your mind literally becomes a battlefield between like, can I do it? Yes, I can't. No, I can't. No. Yeah. No, I can't. Okay. Yeah. No, no, I'm not going to do it. And then you talk yourself. It's so much easier to talk yourself in out of something than into it. I just think that's so important when you are trying to stand out and 
be that trailblazer, change the game in your industry. You have to, have to, have to put those blinders up to what other people are saying or thinking or doing and just do you because people, when you are so a hundred percent authentically yourself and unafraid and unapologetic to be so you are giving other people permission to do the same. And more importantly, you're not seeking validation from outside yourself. You know, for me, I was there, you know, I sat in camp during the whole quarantine, you know, I knew I needed to move on this business, but I was just like, well, I'm afraid, you know, I'm going to stick with just the safe nine to five world. And it cost me my potential, you know, it cost me time. It cost me income. I can't cash a what if <laughs> I can't cash an opinion, but I can't cash in on my talent and my potential. What I know I can bring to the table. And you mentioned such a huge, huge, huge thing was it being uncomfortable. It's going to be uncomfortable as hell. You're going to learn to be thick skinned. You're going to learn to just do it afraid. You know, for me, I'm a, I'm a faith person. It's faith over fear. You know, I, I'd much rather have the faith that I'm going to try and maybe I might not get it. At least I know I put my damnedest into it. Then fearful of what happens if I stay in the status quo. Yes, that is so true. And that's so powerful. You know, I, I think the only thing you can do is just have faith that everything's going to work out. And, you know, bottom line, if you can feel it in your gut and your spirit, that like what you're doing is the right thing, even if it's new and uncharted, but you're like, you know what, this is what feels right to me. You have to do it and give it a hundred percent, no matter what with personal branding in general, you're selling yourself. And actually you're always selling yourself. When you apply for a job, you're selling yourself, how you can do the job, how you're going to be better than anybody else at that job, how you're going to make the company more money, how you're going to show up every day. And you're really selling that trust in you in that first initial interaction. Same with personal branding. Yes, I could be selling a group program or you could be selling a course, but at the end of the day, people are buying from you and I. And when we are so confident in ourselves and what we have to offer and how we can serve people and we have faith that everything's going to work out, it will. Because not only does God have our backs, but also the people who are buying from us know and they can feel it. There, there's that energy around us that like you're going to be okay because I'm okay. I'm 100% confident in this program, in this course, in this whatever, that people are going to be like, okay. I'm, I'm going to put my faith in you. So you're always selling yourself. And I think that's why personal branding in general, on a side note, is so important in your brand. Like Walmart, do you know, do you know who owns Walmart? Because I don't. But do you know who Amy Porterfield is? Do you know who Russell Brunson yeah. is? Like that's personal branding. You bringing out church out in here, you know, you know, I, my dad, <laughs> he always said, God's looking for fat people, faithful, available, and trainable. And the biggest thing you need to realize with personal branding is the answer is going to be no, a lot more than you think. And it's not that they're saying no necessarily to you. Sometimes it may be. But you have to understand, and like you said, be rooted in what you bring to the table. No, it's not your offer all the time. It may not just be in alignment with them. They're, main, they're not your people. You're not going to be everybody's cup of tea. And that's so what's so important about trailblazing is people are fearful to walk that path alone. You know, and 
social media fessers acts were thinking, oh my gosh, I don't have 10,000 followers. Are they going to follow me? You know, and you start looking across the street saying, oh, well, you know, Susie over there is looking pretty good. She's getting all this engagement. She's getting, but you have no idea at the end of the day, are they buying? You don't know. Just because they put a like on there. So that's really awesome. You know, really great content. That doesn't mean it converted for their business, you know? And so when you were exactly right, Russell Brunson, aiming for all of them, you know those names because they're a brand. They stand for something. And so that means they're building an emotional attachment with the people. And that's, you know, that's it's just, we realize your personal brand, you're working with people. I mean, that's what it goes right back to, you know, it's not business to customer, business to business, it's people to people. No different when you're dating, you know, whether you have your friendship, anything, you've got to put effort, real care, and there has to be a mutual acceptance. Like this is a symbiotic relationship between us. It just happens to have a transaction attached to it. That's so true. And you know, that, that line, people buy from people, that's, it's so overdone, but it's true. Even if you have like a more corporate brand where your face isn't behind it, I'm always telling my clients, like, get on stories. Even so, like show them who owns Mm -hmm. the company, put those connection points out there. Talk about your personal lives because not everybody is going to want to talk about business or connect to the fact that you just like bought a new software or whatever. But if you're, oh my gosh, my dog, like did this today. It was so funny, blah, blah, blah. People are going to, they're going to be softened to respond to you, to engage with you. It's so important to put out the real human things because we can all put on a show for business, right? Like we can all put on a blazer and some slacks and a cute ass shirt and some heels and go out and do whatever. But at the end of the day, we don't go to bed like that. We don't wake up like that. Who you are at the end of the day and the beginning of the day before everything else starts happening, that's who you really are. And I'm not saying you can't just show, you can't show up in a really nice power suit or anything like that. But when you incorporate those human aspects in it, where people are like, oh my gosh, you're just like me. You're not, oh, you're not so perfect, you know, because if you see somebody all the time, let's be real, who's always dolled up and always beautiful and whatever, there sometimes comes a point when you're like, do you ever look bad? Do you ever have a bad day? (laughs) You know, but then once you see them without their makeup on and glasses on, then you're like, you are human. You're just like me. And it gives you more of a tighter connection that you can fuse to. Yeah. I mean, we're naturally guarded beings. I think even more so now. So, you know, in branding, everyone talks about no like trust factor. Always. You're going to hear that with every branding expert that's out there because that's the foundation of it. So it's one thing to be aware of who you are. Yeah, I see you. And then of course they're scrutinizing to see, well, do I kind of even, am I even interested in what they have to talk about? So like, but that trust is, is the biggie. How do you get someone to trust you? And it goes right back. Look at you're saying, showing the good, bad, and ugly. That means you have to air out all your dirty laundry, but they don't want to feel like you're, like you're saying you're living in this glass house. They want, they want you to crack, crack that hammer at that glass for a second. Let's see what, what does it look like? You know? And like for me and my business, you know, it's a little unorthodox. I call it a mom meets life. You know, most people don't understand that's branding. Oh, that's social. Well, yes, it is. But it's also showing you the autobiography of what I'm dealing with. I am a woman who came from corporate, became a mom. And then my whole world got flipped upside down. I'm like, now what the hell am I going to do? You know, corporate's not friendly with moms at all. And I refuse to allow anyone else write my autobiography. So it is my autobiography and I stand behind that. 
those different aspects, like you said, they're really just different areas that someone can can have a heartstring tangible with you, you know, to show, okay, I'm not alone in this. And really, I think that's the essence of trusting is when you feel you're not alone. There is something about that person that has imprinted on you that feels safe, that feels comfortable, and that feels good. Yes, that's so important to just find your tribe in general, because it can be hard, especially when you're an entrepreneur. If anybody's listening, who's like thinking about diving into entrepreneurship, the unfortunate truth about it is for the most part, people don't support you until they see Mm -hmm. success whatever their version of success is. Your version of success could be, I'm so happy that I sold my first spot ever in a program. I sold, I only sold one spot, but I sold one. But other people's version is like, well, you don't make $10,000 a month or you haven't gotten a feature in Forbes yet, you know? And again, the unfortunate thing is a lot of people are not going to believe in you or your business until they start seeing those materialized things. But that's why it's so important to get a tribe of entrepreneurs who are in the same boat as you, who know exactly what you're going through and just lean into them and have like a mastermind or some kind of power mind or something where you can just sit there and talk about things, bounce ideas off of each other and have that support network because it can be like the wild west out here. It can get ugly, but you know what? Some people love watching train wrecks. So I mean, that's why the Kardashians were so popular in the beginning, right? (laughs) I love them though. Okay. I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not talking smack. I do. I do like the Kardashians. (laughs) I can't do, I'm sorry. I can't do the plastic sisters. It's just, it's not my thing. I think just because I'm so jealous because they have beautiful hair and they just, they can, they can, I respect their business hustle. They can monetize anything. Can you imagine having that much money where you could be like, um, I just want like my masseuse to come over right now. It's midnight, but like my back kind of hurts. You could have anything at any point, anytime. Like, let's just go fly to Greece right now. You know, I just, I'm just kind of sick of the weather here. So I'm just going to, you know, call my pilot and then we're going to go to Greece. Like what? That is like, I cannot wrap my mind around that, but I like, totally would love to have that happen at any point in my life. Oh, it's going to. That's what, that's what we're working for here. <laughs> I mean, but it's just, you, there's something to be learned about them all. You know, you may not like their lifestyle or what they do or how they present themselves, but the results are in. I, you can't knock it. And this goes back to what you've said. I had a article I was published in well, last year and all these people who typically ignore my business post. Oh, I know her sharing tagging. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> okay. But you're so, it was so important to lean, you know, and I have found through being a business owner, most of my closest and dearest friends, I have either never met in person, wink, wink, or B, they're in, in, in miles away, they're online, you know, Zoom and, and the technology has really helped me form a friendship with other entrepreneurs. You're like me in this, it's lonely. And you need to, like you said, plant your seeds in people that are aligned in the same goal and direction as you, because if you don't, you're going to fall victim to chasing that Insta fame, you know, and those are just people who didn't value you for who you were. They're valuing you because they see other people are clapping. It's that sheep mentality. So that goes back to the trailblazer. You got to stay strong and rooted and, and true and believing in yourself when people aren't clapping. That reminds me of just, I don't want to be like too stereotypical, but like the female 
stereotype of gossiping and rumors and drama. That is such a good point for that also, because I feel like a lot of people listen to gossip and drama and they like make their own decisions about people based off other people's words and perceptions and opinions and problems. And I think that's something that we've lost in a lot of people is that they don't make up their mind for themselves. You and me, you know, that'd be like if Susie over here was like, oh my God, Chris is like so weird. I hate her or whatever, you know, like whatever they could say to make it weird. And then me being like, mm, I don't really like you because of what Susie said, you know, that's a problem we have in our culture as women. I don't see it as much with men, but I'm sure it's there. But with women, it's like they are so easily swayed by what other people are thinking, what other people are doing, and they take on other people's opinions as their own. So if for business, if Susie said, you know, Chris is, she sucks and don't buy from her, da, da, da. And then I was like, yeah, yeah. What that says more about the person than it does about you. That if you are so easily swayed and you cannot make up your own opinion based off what you've seen, what you've interacted with, what you've talked to, then you shouldn't have an opinion at all. Whew. <laughs> got me, got, got the goosies, you know, but you're so right with that, you know, and I think it just goes back really to the beginning, you know, you our culture and our society, even globally is positioned women to be judged, to be compared to one another, you know, beauty pageants, which, you know, they try and, and, and change it. Oh, this is a scholarship program. Okay. <laughs> you know, it is, but we are constantly put on this platform in which we're rated and not as an individual, but against someone else. And that's the problem. Instead of us being in a collaboration saying, let's help each other out, you know, and I know when I talk about mean girl marketing, you know, the mean girls movies become like the poster child of everything. And yeah, it's great. I get the, the impression, hey, yeah, you want to sit with us and there's room here in your space. And I, I definitely believe in that piece for you, for Gretchen Wieners and all of them. But for me, I don't want to sit. I've been sitting for too damn long. I want to stand. So if you want to stand next to me, sis, let's go lace up your shoes. For me, I'm going to have my sneakers on. I can't do the heels no more, but we're going to go march. Amen. Amen. There needs to be more people like that. I mean, I think that whole topic is so applicable in every aspect of life. And as you were talking, I was thinking like, even in the culture right now, like politically with everything going on in the world, it's like people don't do their own research and make up their own opinions and they just kind of go based off you know what their friends are saying what their parents taught them what most people that they are friends with on facebook like there's definitely a level of you know this is what i believe but i think a lot of people get peer pressured and herded over to whatever side you know and there doesn't have to be a side there does not you can be you can have different opinions about everything. Let's say like Republican versus Democrat, for example, you can have certain beliefs within each party or none at all. You don't have to be under this umbrella of, well, if you believe this one thing, this is who you are. Like, don't ever let people tell you who the F you are, because you can believe whatever you want, whenever you want, and you're allowed to change your mind. Even the next day, you're allowed to do research and be like, oh, that's, 
maybe that doesn't align with me. But the point is, I think a lot of people conform to the pressure. So if you believe this one thing, you got to be in this box. If you believe that, you got to be in this box. This is who you are based off that one thing that you believe. And that's just not even the case. That's unrealistic. That's bullshit. Let me tell you why, sis. I'm going to lean into the mic for this one. Cancel culture. It has become a disease. (laughs) I'm just going to call for spade a spade. We have got into this society now where, like you said, it's so polarizing that there's no gray areas, which is kind of a point on my son's name, Grayson. (laughs) You know, there are gray areas. Like you said, one day I may be purple, next day I may be orange with, with red speckled polka dots. But people are moving where they feel it's safe, where they feel it's popular, where they feel, okay, that's what's the accepted answer because of cancel culture they are fearful of what they're going to lose because if you notice like chrissy teigen you know she was a classic bully she owned it she was i am sorry and everybody jumped on the board cancel 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 but still forgetting the fact of what happened to compassion what happened to grace what happened to forgiveness what happened to we're allowed to be human and make mistakes because I'm like, what happened? We just all decided we were going to pick up a stone and that's the target of the day. And that is why people do not want to be the poster child or added, see their name on the cancel culture. It used to be, we were afraid of being on Santa's naughty list. Now we're afraid of being on the cancel list. And that's the thing. Do yes. not be afraid of that. That is that sheep mentality that is giving up yourself and if you continue to keep letting these deposits taken out of you for the sake of acceptance again you're putting the basis of your merit the basis of your value you're you're asking outside sources to validate you and i will tell you you'll never find peace because you're constantly trying to see what do i have to do now to stay ahead to be accepted to be popular like I have like 300 followers, okay? And I'm not going to lie. That was a little hard for me to swallow at first because I've helped people make thousands of followers. I'm like, hmm, granted, I was only, I'm still new to the game and, and as far as on my own, but I had, that was my limiting belief. I told you before. I was like, scratch, Christine, you have 300 people that said, I want to sign behind you. I like what you have to say. That's my community. That's my tribe. We are 300 members strong. And I think what you were saying about people always are not wanting to say what's really on their mind because they are, they're afraid of getting canceled. I think the bottom line is when you do that, when you give up that part of yourself in order to fit in so you don't get canceled, you're betraying yourself. You're not at peace with yourself. You don't there's a, there's a little bit of self-sabotage going on right there, because if you cannot trust yourself enough to trust your opinions and your guidance, and another thing, side note, it is on 100% okay to say, I don't know. I have no idea. If somebody comes up to you and says, well, what do you think about this? I don't know. I, I haven't researched it enough. That's totally fine. But I think this ties in perfectly uh, with the being a trailblazer instead of a trend chaser, because that's, I think, an underlying fear that a lot of people have is why they shut themselves down and they silence themselves is because they don't want to get canceled. And you are 100% right that cancel culture is a toxic thorn in our society. 
one of the biggest things that I've learned throughout my healing process that I'm sure I'll talk about much more on this podcast is that right being right is subjective because what I think is right versus what you think is right is shaped on how I was raised, what my childhood looked like, what my parents believed, who I hung out with, what kind of trauma I experienced, what kind of life experiences I had, my socioeconomic status, where I actually lived. There's all these things that filter in our, our lens to how we perceive the world. And nobody perceives the world exactly the same. But people who do have same of similar beliefs, they'll band together and make it like, well, this is the right way because we, we think so, but that's not what it is. Being right is subjective to each individual. Of course, there's some moral non-negotiables that like we all have, right? Everybody is entitled to their own opinions, even if I disagree with them. Even if I think you're a hundred percent morally wrong, you're entitled to it. And so when I disagree with you so fundamentally, it like irritates me. First of all, I'm going to see why, like I need to look inside and be like, why does, what, why does our difference of opinion bother me so much? And if I root it down to, well, this is what happened to that. There's probably a lot of healing that needs to go on, but at the, at the end of the day, you don't have to hang out with people. You can set boundaries with them. But you have to move out of the fear of silencing yourself for being canceled because I saw this quote and it really changed my life. It was, if I don't like everybody, how can I expect everybody to like me? And I was like, that's dang true because I know there's some people that aren't my cup of tea. We just don't vibe. We don't align. We're just like, we're not the same energy pool. But that doesn't mean I hate them. That doesn't mean I'm going to go try to cancel them because we disagree on things. That doesn't mean that I'm going to, you know, make their life a living hell or try to get them fired from their job or whatever. I'm just going to move on with my life. What good does it serve me or you or anybody else to sit there and fester on the people we don't like? That's a lot of energy that could be put in other places in more constructive places. I don't know. I feel it. I mean, when cancel culture keeps people stuck in trends, what is trending? It's no different than, you know, when people are looking for trends, they're going to look then on TikTok or they're going to look on Twitter, what's trending? Because that's where everyone's pulling, right? But like, you don't remember everyone else who does the trend. You remember who started it, whether you like them or not, because they were polarizing. You remember their name, you know, and that's just the biggest thing, you know, really I can say when it comes to personal branding is if you establish your foundation on trends, you don't have a personal brand. You are now owning someone else's story and never your own. You're basically, you're in this business to grow, but you're carrying around a dead plant, watering it, hoping it's going to bloom into something beautiful, but you weren't the one who planted the seed. So, you know, that's really the best advice I can give is think of your personal branding as you are planting seeds in the soil to grow. It may not grow immediately. There's a germination period in this, like the garden, you know, so my tomatoes took were quicker to grow than say my asparagus, you know, it doesn't mean there's no growth there. It just means it's not visible yet. Yeah. But if you give up on it, it's never going to grow. Exactly. It's it. I mean, it is hard after you plant the seed. 
there is, you know, people want instant gratification, those instant results. And it's like, it's, it's not going to happen, but you start seeing the little things that you start seeing that first little sprout. You're like, it's growing, it's happening. And pretty soon you're going to have a garden full, but you just have to be fruitful and do good. You know, you reap what you sow. And that is true. Some people call it karma, whatever you want to call it, whatever you put out in the world is going to come back to you. It's like the law of engagement is what I call it. When you go on Instagram and you comment on other people's shit all the time, they're going to come back and comment on yours. You know, you literally in every single situation and circumstance in your life, you reap what you sow. And it's so sad to see, especially like the cancel culture, people that go so easily and cancel people, talk shit about them, try to make them lose their job, whatever, you're going to be next. Like what you wait till you slip up because that same people, that same mob is going to come right back on you because it's, there's always somebody. So you're jumping on those trends of what's, who's, who's it trendy to cancel right now? Accountability is an inside job. You cannot pressure, you cannot shame, you cannot do anything to make people actually hold themselves accountable. And it has to come from the inside. You cannot hold somebody accountable because you're not their parent. You don't have authority over them. You can only hold somebody accountable if you have authority over them. At the end of the day, the only place that change actually comes from and authenticity comes from is inside yourself. And I'm going to say one last thing about cancel culture, because I wasn't really planning on talking about that, but it actually fits into this trailblazer topic is from me being a mean girl, I do not condone cancel culture because I know that that comes from a place of a lot of internal pain and trauma put onto other people. Like you're putting your your internal fire and rage onto other people because it's too painful to look and look inside and see why is this triggering me? Well, who does this person remind me of that hurt me? You know, why can't you just let people suffer their own consequences? If I don't like what you're doing, I'm not engaging with you, but I'm not going to go put out a public smear campaign and say, don't ever buy from Chris because she supports something, <laughs> something that I don't agree with. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to be like, oh, I'm going to take my business elsewhere. And that's it. That's all. You're so right. I mean, we have a choice. The important part is what are you going to do with it? You know, are you going to use your choice building up this, this anger, this repressed, you know, aggression, or maybe even re repressed pain? Like I said, you know, for me, I was the opposite side of the stick and it was holding me back because I kept harboring likewise that equal hate and anger back for people who hurt me that I projected that your personal brand is a projection whether people realize it or not you're projecting an image you're projecting an emotion you're projecting a feeling and if you don't work your shit out you're going to project that onto your customers and they're in and even in your relationships it's more than just the dollars just in your relationship you know and so for me I leave you with this. Trending looks backwards. Trailblazing looks forward. I don't have time to look what, what's happening in the back. I can control what happens in front of me because I see the next step there. I may not know where it may lead, but I know the next step. You know what trending. It's going to lead into a never-ending rat race of chasing a tail. So true. And the only thing you can really control, as we know, is ourselves mm -hmm. and what we do and our actions and our words and 
our thoughts sometimes what we <laughs> what we put out there is up to us and us only and not everybody's going to like it not everyone's going to agree with it but if you want to become the authority in your industry become the most credible person become the thought leader more than anything you have to become uncancelable you have to do the things you're you have to listen to your gut and follow it you have to take that inner guidance and that inner knowing and run with it even if it's fucking scary because it is it's it's really scary when you step out of that comfort zone and you do something for the first time that nobody's ever seen it's fucking scary but once you plant those seeds you will see it start germinating and you'll see little sprouts and then you'll know holy shit, I'm on the right track. It's not for, you know, what other people are thinking and whatnot. It's more of, okay, the work that I'm putting in is proving it's going to be fruitful for me. And it doesn't happen overnight. It takes a long time. It takes a lot of pain, sweat, effort, tears, uh, you know, babysitters for moms. (laughs) But at the end of the day, that's the only thing you can do is just I don't want to say put your head down, but just keep looking forward. Don't give a shit what anybody else around you is doing because it does not matter. That's why, honestly, in my business, I hardly look at my competitor stuff because I don't want to ever be tainted like, oh, they're doing more than me. Oh, well, that's a really good idea. Oh, well, I'll just, you know, put my own spin on it. No, I don't even want to know. I'm looking forward and I'm leading with my heart and listening to my gut. Amen. I'm the same way. It's just... I applaud, I support, you know, if there's anything for a collaboration, I'm always going to welcome that. But it's just, I can only be good at being me. And that's all I'm interested in being good at. At the end of the day, I mean, (laughs) we're not promised tomorrow. You know, I had recently my parents' neighbor, my childhood neighbor, she just passed away yesterday, you know, and it just really, it puts things in perspective. We're only here for temporary, you know, temporary amount of time. And each of us are obviously given different amount so with what i have i don't want to spend it being miserable because i'm wor- or worried or stressed about the next thing i want to thrive i want to feel you know and i think we as humans we're naturally we're people that want to feel loved and accepted it's it's a basic human need so i get why it's so tempting to fall into these traps but what people don't realize you're actually dying from within because you're not serving what's true to yourself. You're serving what's true to someone else. Like you said, all you can really do and what you should do is just focus on you and know that your best is good enough. If you woke up and said, I'm going to try, whether it was 10%, 2%, but you showed up, you won. And it will get easier every time. I think this was from the heart and I'm so happy we did it because I mean, I, I told Chris before we started, I was like, I don't have a script or anything. I want this to just be like an authentic, genuine conversation. So here's the first question I'm going to ask you. <laughs> and then this is where it blossoms. So I, I really hope that you enjoyed this I, episode it, because I think that it is, it's a topic that people don't talk about. And it's so important, especially because we just hear the umbrella of you need your authentic brand. But what does that even mean? It means being a trailblazer, doing what's important to you, what your gut is telling you to do, leading with the heart and being uncancelable. Absolutely. 
Chris, I just thank you so much for coming on here. Where can people find you? Yeah, join me on Instagram. I'm always having a conversation, showing the inside lives of motherhood with a Tasmanian toddler while balancing business at Mom Meets Life. And I'm also at my website at www.mommeetslife.com. Oh, I love that. Well, Chris is one of my favorite people that I've ever worked with. Um, I foresee us doing a collaboration in the future. But um, for now, I believe she has something exciting that she's dropping. And this is as of August 24th, 2021. So if you are watching this years down the road, sorry you missed it. But Chris, tell them about your new program coming up. So this is dropping the exclusive, helped by uh, none, none other than Lexi. I am now dropping what is called Reels to Revenue. It is going to be the ultimate program to help you create content that actually converts. No, you don't have to dance around, point or look like a fool. You can just be you. Embrace your authentic self, but invite other people to join your community with you using the power of Reels. So really excited. Please stay tuned in my stories. I will be opening the wait list soon and super excited. And again, I have to thank Lexi because this was all possible because of her. She helped me get out of my shell. She helped me get out of my way. She helped me get unstuck. And because of that, I have now transformed to now walking in my own truth. And I'm so excited to help other people do the same. Oh, I just love you. Thank you so much for the love. And I'm so excited to watch the places you go because you've already proven it in your corporate life that you can fucking do it. So I'm excited for you to quit that job work for yourself and show literally everybody what Christina Sims is made of. Yes, ma'am. It's a lot of fire and energy and passion and love. So I cannot wait to see your success. Um, before we go on Lexi's lounge, what are you drinking this morning? I'm going for good quality H2O. Yes. I have a protein coffee. So cheers to you, sister. And that is it for the show today. Thank you so much for joining us. Don't forget to connect with us on social media. Our handles are in the show notes and show some love in the reviews. Join us for our next episode about how I replace my $45,000 a year salary with a short-term rental. We will see you there. Until next time. Cheers.